0: Good evening, everybody. It is 5 p.m. and you're listening to The Rundown on CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm your host, Alexandra Fernandez, and today we have a very special episode that will feature two interviews. We will be focusing on Science Rendezvous Kingston, which is happening in mid-May of this year. Science Rendezvous Kingston... Is an annual event that brings together the community with local STEM experts and Queens researchers. And so the event is happening on Saturday, May 13th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Leon Center. Today we will be talking with Linda, who is the founder of Science Rendezvous Kingston, so the Kingston chapter of the organization. And we will also be speaking with a Bay Ridge Secondary School student, Elijah, who will be presenting his VR work at Science Rendezvous. So we are going to be joined by Linda right now. Linda, can you tell us a little bit about Science Rendezvous Kingston um, and what the event is and what it highlights?
1: Science Rendezvous is a national event that happens at 30 institutions across the country. Okay. but. Kingston is the only location that has had the same coordinator for now 12 years. Wow. Usually, the people who come forward to lead the event come forward for a year or two, and then they turn it over because it is such a major responsibility. Um, But this is my passion. And I believe that it is so important. Um, And I also believe I know, I know that it's so appreciated by uh, people all across Southern Ontario. I Mm -hmm. mean, we have people coming from Toronto and Ottawa to our event, because it has always been such an amazing um, opportunity for people to do these kinds of science experiments and meet people and have these experiences without any cost involved. Mm -hmm. And that is really important to me. There are so many families, especially now, who are struggling with food insecurity, who have had all kinds of challenges because of COVID. And as a result, There are so many families who are really being challenged by now, challenged now economically. And, you know, the cost to take a family to a museum, to a science center, all of those things are out of reach for so many people. So, and we know, we know that informal education Is really important. For example, we are told that up to 70% of the learning that happens in science actually happens informally. Okay. Outside of the culture. When kids go to maple sugar farms when they have an opportunity, go to some kind of an exhibit and see what how science used to be done or or have those experiences that are stimulating, those interactive experiences. Children carry those with them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so events like Science Rendezvous are important because... They show children that scientists come in all shapes and sizes and genders and cultures and backgrounds, and that they could be a scientist if they want to. And so we use this opportunity to inspire children. One of the things we know is that less than 50% of children in canada graduate with a grade 12 math or science credit and that means that they are actually eliminated from between 65 to 75 percent of all possible programs at college and university Mm -hmm. we know that children begin to feel that they that science and math are hard and are limited to only those people with the math or science gene by the time they're in grade three. Mm. So events like Science Rendezvous help to dispel that myth and help kids to see that and, and families to see that there are lots of possibilities. So that's a very long answer. Now, the other part of that answer is that I am the executive director of education and development for the national office. Okay. So I do work nationally um, with Science Rendezvous, working to get new grants, establish new programs, all of those kinds. Of <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um... That's really great, and that's super cool that you get to work on a national level with Science Rendezvous. Um, You know what?
1: It is amazing to see all of the programs happening um, from Newfoundland to up in the Arctic. Uh, It is Every event is different because every event is responsive to its own local community. And that is what makes Science Rendezvous so special. I mean, in Northern Labrador, you clearly have to have a very different kind of event than you do in Kingston because people have to travel so far to get to the events. Right. So they actually have to have multiple sites. And um, in our one site in the very, very north of British Columbia, um they're still waiting for the ice to melt. So.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so seeing the challenges, but seeing the way the creative solutions that people have found have been, it's it's a real privilege to be involved um, on that level to see the energy and the commitment that faculty and graduate students and community members bring to um, a public education event. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so very important. We know that during COVID, a lot of people lost faith in scientists because Mm. as far as they were concerned, you know, the information kept changing from day to day. Well, of course, as scientists, we know that was because of the fact that research was continuously happening. And so something that may have been true three weeks ago had to be revised. Mm. So we had to be able to respond quickly. But for people who don't understand how science works, that made them very suspicious. And they became very suspicious of scientists and lost trust. So this kind of an event that gives people an opportunity to talk researchers face to face and understand that they're trying to work for the public good right. is so important at the end of the day it is just critical that um we have people who believe that scientists are are working on their behalf. Can you tell us a little bit about what people can expect if they attend Science Rendezvous if they've never been before? At Science Rendezvous, everybody wears a red T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So if you walk in, you don't know if you're talking to one of the top cardiac surgeons in the country. Oh. <laughs> or a graduate student who just you know is working in a lab Mm -hmm. everybody there's there is an equity that comes with the red Mm t-shirt that's exactly the word I was going to use yeah
0: it's very equitable yeah.
1: yeah so no one feels intimidated no one says oh I'm I'm not important enough to ask that person a question I'm not smart enough to ask that person a question because everyone is there they're invitational, they're smiling, they want to be there. It opens up the door to conversations that people would normally never ever have. And that to me, I have to say, as I walk around the venue and see people, um, to see people engaged in these conversations, my heart just sings. I mean, I am just so happy um, to have them uh, sharing their knowledge, sharing their information, and just sharing their humanity. It is just magical. Mm-hmm. Yep. This year is our biggest event mm-hmm. ever. We have 50 booths. Wow. Um, More than we've ever had. So there are going to be um, events outside on Tragically Hip Way and on King Street. Uh, it's, It's going to be remarkable. We have two fire trucks, one from 1923 and one from 2023, to show the difference in how technology has changed we have the hazard house from the fire department to show the dangers that are lurking in homes that could be could cause fire. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a hydraulics display. We've got a huge tractor and tiller coming. We have a dinosaur to celebrate the decade of the ocean. We have a huge giant lore map that people will be able to walk on and there will be drones flying overhead it as well. We have students coming from our local high schools to show off their virtual reality creations and their robots. We have um, units from Kingston General Hospital and Queens to help us learn about our heart our lungs, our bones, um, and how all of our organs work together. I I mean, the list is just so extensive. It's hard for me sometimes to remember. The one thing that I'm very, very proud of this year is the fact that we have something called the sensory-friendly science zone. This is an area that is designed specifically for children who have ADHD, environmental sensitivities, or other kinds are on the autism spectrum. So it is a very, very quiet um, spot. They'll be able to engage in um, quieter activities, but they'll still be able to see everything that's happening on the main floor. So we are trying to be as inclusive as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. And can you highlight the event details for us again, please?
1: Um, the event is absolutely free. The opening ceremonies will take place out on Tragically Hip Way beginning at 9.40 on Saturday, May 13th. We will have um, a presentation By the the town crier, the mayor, our MP, Mark Gerritsen, our MPP, Ted Shue, our elder from Queens, Alan Dox-Tater, and we will also have Barack the Bear, who is the mascot for the Kingston Frontenacs. And at 10 o'clock precisely, Barack the Bear will open the door and uh, people will begin their day experience everything that there is um to (laughs) to see and do that sounds great thank
0: you so much and if people want to learn more about science rendezvous kingston and uh, what it is exactly that you do how can people kind of keep up with the
1: organization our website is absolutely phenomenal there's a description of every booth that's going to be there Um, including pages of activities that parents and kids and teachers can use to do STEM activities at home. We're on Twitter. We have a very um, big presence on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I urge people to just Google Science Rendezvous Kingston and they will find out about it very, very quickly. It's
0: awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if uh, people who are listening, if you want to learn more about Science Rendezvous Kingston um, and learn about all the different boots happening, again, you can go to the website. That's queensu.ca slash science rendezvous. And you can yep. also check it out on Instagram at Science Rendezvous Kingston. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add Um, Linda, that we didn't really get a chance to talk about?
1: You know what? I I think what I would like to say very much is that we so appreciate um, the Office of VP Research at Queen's. They have supported this event um, for, I'm going to say, the last eight years, faithfully um, to celebrate all of the leading edge research that is happening at at Queen's and giving an opportunity um, for really a lighthouse event for their researchers to get out to the lab and meet the public that they serve so well
0: thank you that's really awesome thank you so much linda for chatting with me about science rendezvous kingston remember folks it is happening may 13th on saturday from 10 a.m to 3 p.m at the leon center now we are going to welcome secondary student from Bay Ridge secondary school elijah to talk with us about his vr project how you doing today elijah
2: Hey, it's going good
0: so can you tell us about how you sort of got into you know the coding side of science and stuff when you were younger i think you started when you were kind of in middle school grade seven and eight can you tell us a little bit about how you started and kind of what you're built up to now
2: yeah so uh i think when i really started getting kind of being able to use computers a lot more than when i was just a little kid and i was on the ipad all the time and then i realized it's like hey i actually like computers I'm going to do stuff with computers is around like 2015, when I started doing Minecraft stuff, I was getting into, there's a system in Minecraft called commands, which is basically uh, a form of scripting. So programming in a way, but that was sort of how I got into the programming sort of computer science stuff that I'm doing today. It's kind of just like skills, build on top of skills with like content creation. And yeah, I mean, I just kept taking it further and further expanding and uh, I'm 100% sure it's what I want to do in the future.
0: That's amazing. And that's really awesome that you also know at quite a young age. I feel like a lot of people don't know, you kind of have it figured out. And uh, you have something that you're super passionate about. Um, And so you're saying that you, you know, started with Minecraft and stuff, and then you got into this other game called Beat Saber. And so can you tell us about Beat Saber, what the game is? And then can you tell us about your contribution to this gaming world and what exactly it is you will be showcasing at Science Rendezvous Kingston this year?
2: Yeah, so uh, Beat Saber is a virtual reality rhythm game so virtual reality for people who don't know is like a display you put on your head and it will represent a physical space based on where you're positioned in the real world so it's basically like a virtual reality so beat saber is uh you have two lightsabers and there's two different types of blocks coming at you with different colors and you swing at them physically and um you do that to the beat of music and it's really exhilarating and it's really fun. And it's such a great concept. And, um, what I discovered was seeing other people making artistic sort of things based around this. There's so much potential for, for art, for art stuff, because you're just like, you're so immersed in the movement and the music and with amazing visuals, it was just like people were making some pretty cool stuff. So, um, what I did was I discovered, I I took advantage of some technology that I thought was, kind of being it was kind of new and I, I felt like people weren't being very ambitious with it like they were kind of poking around with it but they didn't see all the full potential of it and i came up with a a crazy idea to kind of use this to its full potential and uh that was that all came together in uh a level i made and released in late 2021 that absolutely blew up and amazed everybody and it's now the highest rated beast ever map of all time through the whole internet. And uh if you look it up on YouTube there's like thousands and thousands of videos you can just keep scrolling forever. There's like 40,000, 000, 50,000, 000, maybe 60,000 plays on the actual map. It's like it's crazy.
0: Yeah, how does it, you know, feel knowing that your map on Beat Saber is the number one map played of all time and was also um categorized as map of the year for 2021?
2: It's absolutely nuts. Like when I was having people play test it, they're like, okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. Have fun being everywhere. I like knew, I'm like, I had potential. I'm like, this is this is pretty cool. But whether that's actually gonna be recognized and picked up this much was a different story. So seeing it get recognition and be absolutely everywhere is the craziest thing. Because I remember when looking at other things that were popular at the time, I was like, I wanna be like that. Like, I wanna, I wanna build up to that point. And now I'm like, I did it. I, I actually made it. I I went through the hierarchy of just like making myself known as a visual artist and be saver with my own unique style. That's like immediately recognizable. And um, yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy because there's been people at school that I've met because I went back to physical school. I was online for a while. I went back to physical school and I was just like, I, I brought it up on the side what I was doing. And there'd be some kids that are like, oh, I played that. And I don't know them. And it's so weird. It's actually so weird. Like, if you have Beat Saber and you have mods installed, so mods are just like allows you to play community made levels, essentially. Um, that you pretty much have almost guaranteed to play this level because it's like the top, highest rated one.
0: That's really, really cool. Uh, did you ever, you know, see yourself um, kind of diving into this sort of thing at all, really?
2: I when I first started like making Beast Saber maps it was totally just like a one off like oh this could be fun like oh like I kind I kind of like this game this will it'll be fun to try and you know express whatever songs I like cuz I want them in the game and nobody has done this like nobody has mapped this specific song, and then I just kept doing it and doing it. So I was like practicing, just like because even with just the the blocks themselves, placing the blocks around, like forget about the visuals, just doing the blocks is like a whole skill in itself. Because you have to take keep in mind, okay, hey, where are my hands positioned after I swing this way? What's comfortable to swing at from this angle? Is my hand in the way here? Is uh, you know, like, am I going to accidentally? Am I? Is my? Is the way I'm placing these blocks going to make? It that i'm gonna force someone to clap their hands together or cut through the wrong color by accident like basically optima optimally placing things and also just like not blocking off other blocks with their with their vision and just like uh representing things it's a whole skill so i was just trying to do that and then i got into the visual side of things there's it's so involved so it's like visual art programming and then the whole mapping skill so like yeah i always knew i would be a computer science like content creator so i mean i guess in a way yes but in a way specifically with beat saber i could have never imagined i never knew beat saber would be the the thing for that and it probably won't for the for my whole life i mean i'm gonna go off and probably do something else like i'm i'm going to college to be a game developer but but it's in the same sort of vein and it's giving me a lot of skills so i mean yeah
0: yeah no that's awesome thanks what inspired the map that you created and what's the name of it too
2: so the song is called somewhere out there by my friend, of cloudy sky. He is absolutely my favorite artist of all time. Like he is the coolest. He's such a cool person. He's always so helpful. Um, and absolutely incredible music. Um, and I just, when I heard this song, I was like, this is so special. I need to, I need to do something for this and combined with the idea that I had where with the technology I was figuring out, um, I wanted. I felt like that was the song to kind of bring it all out and pull it all together and specific, the very like moment to moment actual visuals of the map was inspired by just the song and like other things like games I've played or just art I've seen throughout my life I can't really pinpoint it into one place but it's just like I feel like it, it expresses just things I really enjoy looking at and uh, I don't know I, I feel like it brought out the emotion and it, and it was perfect that way
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks so much. For other young people who are looking to delve into the STEM field, but maybe feel a little bit intimidated by it um, or, you know, just kind of don't know where to begin. Um, is there any advice that you would give them?
2: Yeah. Okay. So for people, this is the the thing I can relate to the most. For people who are afraid of doing code, do not be afraid of doing code. Okay. I promise you, like doing code is like it's easy for me to say this, but it's literally like doing like learning addition. Like at first it's like, what is going on? But then once you get, once you get a footing and you kind of are, you, you start figuring things out. Um, it's only as hard as you want to make it be like as, as hard as the problems you're trying to solve. So like, it's just like a language. It's just like every other language. It's like English, French, it's just a way of expressing instructions. And it's, not as difficult and intimidating as people make it seem it's not like you have to be some master genius person to to be able to code it's just like oh okay here's here's this thing it equals three let me add six to it that's like th- that's code i don't know it's it, it's not a, it's not as bad as people make it make it seem and uh you can just keep building on it and building on it and once you have that starting point it's easy to just well uh, you, you, we have so many resources on the internet like if you have some problem you can You can just like look it up and usually some other person will be like, hey, here's a solution. And then it becomes a skill of looking things up and then extracting information. And you just there's there's so many things that will just optimize over time. And um, getting that starting point is absolutely like vital to making that success. You just need to you just need to hop into it somehow. And then eventually you'll you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome advice. Um, and coding seems really, really cool and really fun. It's something I've always wanted to do, but I've just been so scared and intimidated to even try it. So, you know, as someone who's been looking for advice like that, thank you, I guess. And yeah, no, that's awesome to hear that.
2: It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's it only looks complicated because you haven't worked it. You haven't worked it up from the beginning, right? Like, have you ever played like a game where you're building a factory and then, well, maybe not. But I mean, just, just, just humor me, just humor me. But like you start off, you start off producing one thing and then you have all these different things and all of a sudden your whole, your whole world is like a huge computer chip and everyone else is like, what? That looks so complicated because on the surface level, it looks like crazy. It's like, what the heck is going on? But, but since you know what everything did, you kind of feel empowered because you're just like, look at this freaking crazy thing I just made and it looks crazy. And, but you. But you absolutely know what's going on because you were, you were there for, it. you know, every single detail of it. And that's what it's like for everybody. Like even me, if I were to go look at someone else's code, it's not like I look at it and like, oh yeah, I have my common programmer knowledge. You just carry me through and immediately know what's going on here. Like, no, it's, it's, it's like, you have to, it's like looking at a, at a page of a book. You can't take it all in at once. You have to go through and read it.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, that's great advice. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we end off or?
2: I guess just yeah don't inter- don't underestimate yourself. Uh don't try to if you have some goal of like trying to be it, like with me it was trying to make like trying to get to the level that other people were getting with with visual maps um just just take it one step at a time. I know that's really cliche, but it's it's cliche because it's true. Like just try to make stuff for yourself, focus on yourself and then eventually things are going to things are going to reveal themselves from that. Opportunities will show themselves. Life will work itself out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Elijah. It was super cool to learn about your Beat Saber map and stuff. Folks, if you want to check out the VR project that Elijah has been working on and that he will be presenting at Science Rendezvous Kingston, Science Rendezvous is happening Saturday, May 13th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Leon Center, so be sure to check it out there. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining me and speaking with me about your really cool stuff.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM. You've been listening to The Rundown with your host, Alexandra Fernandez, a weekly news program happening every Tuesday at 5pm. Don't go anywhere because we have more amazing programming coming up next.